0: Hey everybody, it's Ron. We have been cranking away on so many different exciting developments. In addition to tackling a fresh batch of themes for our regular monthly shows, we have got our sights set on some really cool special events for 2018. First up, we are guest curating the Untitled Final Friday series at the Denver Art Museum on February 23rd you're probably asking, what does that mean? So for one night only, we are taking over all four floors of the museum and we are filling it with live performers, illustrators, interactive exhibits and more. The event is free with admission to the museum. Our next regular monthly shows will take place on Tuesday, February 13th at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego and Wednesday, February 21st at Bumpport Theater in Denver. The theme will be warning signs. And Frankly, there's so much more where that came from, so please keep your ears pinned to this podcast for more details. We will see you soon. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story comes from Denver comedy legend John Novosad. He told this story about the 1990s, divorce, life as a stand up comic, and collateral damage in front of our live audience on November 15th at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was Under Your Skin.
1: Thank you. Thanks a lot, everybody. Um, I just start by saying this story takes place in 1997. And maybe like I don't know seven months in 1996 and then part of 1998 for like I don't know two and a half years something like that right and I'll just say right off the bat like for me 1997 was not a great year it was a really bad year for me I mean it was one of my worst years Um, I was going through a divorce in 1996 from April to September Uh, My wife, Lynn, told me she wanted a divorce on April Fool's Day, which I thought was a fucking nice touch, man. Because I was like, man, she's not fooling. I mean, I knew, you know, she was serious. And we were divorced by September. And I don't know if you've ever gotten divorced, but that's pretty fast. Like, there's some kind of weird waiting period, cooling off period, or whatever they call it. But we, we went through that divorce Pretty fast, And uh, I've been a stand-up comic for a long time. I was a stand-up comic when I got married. We never had children. So the divorce, you know, was pretty straightforward. But we fought like hell over the house. Like, we bought a house. I'm a local guy. I, I grew up in Boulder. We bought a house in Longmont. I really took a risk and fucking moved, you know, 11 miles northeast or whatever. <laughs> I'm a gambler. Um... So we bought a house in Longmont in, like, 1991. And then we fought like hell over the house, you know. And I wanted to get my equity out of the house. Um, but then it got interesting because uh, Lynn and her lawyer pointed out to me that her parents gave us the down payment. And that was a substantial amount of money. It was like ten grand. So then I'm like, wow, man, that, you know, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to force her to sell the house and shit, so I was just like, take the house, I will, uh, if you take over our credit card debt, which was like seven grand, she took over 3,500 bucks, I'll walk out of there with, uh, a you know, zero balance and a credit card, it was like a, a bad game show that I answered the fucking wrong question, and then it's like, okay, here are your parting gifts, zero and a credit card, so, <laughs> thank you, yeah, you guys, all right, anyway, here we go. I'm trying to get to the part, because I, I, let me just say this. This is not a under-your-skin, like, fuck you, my wife was a bitch thing. I'm just giving you background or exposition. And I keep doing this, but I always do that. <laughs> so anyway, here's the deal, though. So I go through this divorce, right? And then I, I was still a comic then, but I was working a part-time job, but I didn't have insurance. I had insurance through Lynn, and so then I'm like at a zero balance with a credit card, but I don't have money to find my own place to live. I got to get out of that house. Like I say, I grew up in Boulder, so I moved back home, and man, I mean, that was a weird thing to do. Uh, Not a weird thing to do, but it was weird. I mean, I was humiliated. My marriage had failed, I moved back home as a 39-year-old man in a house I grew up in. I mean, my mother, you know, thank goodness, opened her arms to me. But still, it was fucking humiliating. And, you know, I will say this. And again, this is not a story about under your skin, you know, moving back home. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that under your skin part. But (laughs) I'm trying like hell to get there. But I'm giving you a lot of backstory. So, but I will say this because... You know, people talk about collateral damage like it's something that's bad. And I guess what I want to say is that sometimes collateral damage is good because as much as it fucking hurt to be in a failed marriage and have to go back to where I lived with my hat in my hand, (laughs) you know, just the fact that my mother was there to help me made a big fucking difference. And my mom has been dead for like 10 years, and I'll tell you guys this, that's the collateral damage that's good, because that relationship that I had with her while I was healing and trying to get my shit back together is like some of the best that, and I didn't realize it. I mean, I realized it, I guess, a little bit, but I realized it way more after, you know, she died. But I realized it too, going in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, poor me or whatever. All right, so now I'm going to get to the part. I'm almost there. (laughs) I'm almost there. Thanks for bearing with me because you're like, this fucking guy is melting down up here. And I guess in a way I am a little bit, but that's all right because I'm used to like telling jokes and shit and it's nice to be able to do this. So (laughs) next up, (laughs) Uh, just anyway. So, now we're going to go on a flashback to 1993. And this is still not the under your skin part but we are, we're getting close, you guys. So I was a stand-up comic and I was working the road a lot from like 86 to 93. But the kind of road work I was doing, it was good in one level but it also gets to this point where you're at diminishing returns. I was doing like one-nighters in weekend rooms so I would drive from like Boulder, Colorado to to Michigan, and, you know, 1,300 miles, and then I do, like, three weeks of road work, and it's like, I learned so much from doing that, but the diminishing returns is this, like, Wednesday, you're in a town like um, Petoskey, Michigan, and you do a, you do comedy night at the sports bar, and then Thursday, you're in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and you do comedy night at the sports bar. And then Friday you're in Grand Rapids and you're doing two nights there and it's more like a comedy club and it's good. But that Wednesday and Thursday at a sports bar? I mean, that's like a real hit or miss deal. You know, sometimes people are pissed. They don't even know there's comedy night. People are turning off the TVs, shutting off the video games. And then I'm supposed to go up and, hey, you know, you know it's a comedy show. And they're like, fuck you. You know, we want to see the Michigan State game or whatever it is. So I just got to this point, like in 1993, where I was like, I, why, why am I doing these kind of gigs? And so I said to Lynn, my wife, I want to come off the road. And so I came off the road. I've always been good about working temp jobs and stuff. I worked in a warehouse and, uh, I just did the kind of road work that I wanted, uh, which was like local stuff and the clubs that were fun, you know? So I would, I traded off all my benefits because I was getting insurance through Lynn and, uh, And then what happened is, like, I came off the road. I was working, like, 30, 35 weeks a year on the road. I came off the road. 93 was pretty good. 94, it's like, she's like, God damn, you're still around? You know what I mean? Like, we got used to being separate, and then all of a sudden we're together all the time. So by 96, it was like, fuck, boom. All right, there we go. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys, like, freaking out about me, or are we good? We're good? (laughs) All right. It got really quiet there, and I'm like, "Shit, I'm losing it." But, and I do want to check my watch. All right, here's the thing: I'm going to bring it all home here in this next minute. Okay, so I'm working this day job really hard. They had offered me full-time work, I turned it down, and there was a guy, and i would just call him Ned. That was his name, Ned. <laughs> it wasn't really his name, but it rhymed with Ned. So, but it doesn't matter. He's He's not in the comedy scene, but this guy knew that I was a stand-up comic, and he was really you know, interested in stand-up comedy. I was working in this warehouse. I still did some local shows. He came to one of my local shows, and then he was like he wanted to be a stand-up comic. I always try to help people out, you know? I pointed him in the right direction. It was before cell phones, or before I had a cell phone, and before internet and stuff, but I pointed him in the right direction. And then this guy literally just drove me crazy with like, hey, man, I really want to be a comic. I can see this in an office in L.A. And it just blew up to where this really weird thing where this guy bugged the shit out of me. And I know to you guys, you're like, that doesn't make sense. You went through all this other shit. Why did that guy bug the shit out of you? I don't know. But he bugged the shit out of me. All right. I think that is the end of my talk. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Keep it going for John Novosan, everybody. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.